You can catch him on the NFL on CBS. He has also spent the last few years in my head as one of the voices of the Madden NFL video games. And you should tune in this weekend on Sunday to watch the Dolphins take on the Bills in the playoffs this Sunday on NFL on CBS. But joining me now, it's Charles Davis. Charles, thank you so much for joining me today on Miami Mic'd Up. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's good to talk with you and happy 2023 to you. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you. Um, After what I imagine must have been a true whirlwind to sort of end the NFL regular season here, I actually want to ask you, what is something recently outside of work, outside of football that has brought you joy? Oh, that's a great question. I I think that the the holidays always bring me joy. I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of family around during that time frame. It's my favorite time of year. It's my favorite holiday. Um, You know, the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, (laughs) Festivus run that we have there, however you want to celebrate it. I just love that time frame. And, uh, you know, that's brought me a lot of joy, that's for sure. And now that the regular season has ended and and our crew is not doing any playoff games, I'm starting to read books again. You know, reading something that is not football preparation for a game related so that that brings me joy as well but but mainly the holiday season I just absolutely love and I always feel just a little bit let down when the calendar turns and all the decorations have to go and the music's gone and of course, the goodies, which, of course, now uh, I have to work off. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that's for sure. That's what's happening in this household right now as well. Uh, <laughs> well, as we head into the postseason, um, Dolphins, Bills down here, we're really focused on that one. Um, and now in the last 24 hours, you know, some news arose that obviously changes the complexion of that game as Tua Tagovailoa is officially out for this game, missing you know, time now with what I guess is his third concussion. So first and foremost, before anything, I, you know, just want to send my best to Tua, the human being who I'm sure is struggling through this on a number of different ways. But now that he has been ruled out, you know, there's a number of different questions here for us to go to. And, you know, first, let's start with that human side of it, with the human being Tua. You know, as folks have clearly had stances ranging on all different sides of what has been a bit of a polarizing issue with him, you know, now that this is a third concussion, he's missing the playoff game. How do you view the future of Tua's career, Charles? You know, you mentioned the the human side of it, and we just had our crew had the Dolphins at New England a few weeks ago. And obviously he missed that ball game as well. And, you know, it was right after everything had gone down and the idea of him playing. I don't know that any of us on our crew even thought that he would play, but, you know, you take it to where it is. And the bottom line was, Everyone we talked to in that Dolphins organization were just talking about him as a person, Mm. the healing that needed to happen, what support he might need, all those things. No one mentioned the idea of him playing. When will he be back? You know, it's not like a broken bone where we have a better predictor. And we go, well, that's typically a four to six week type of an injury or that's a 10 to 12 week or that's we, we don't have that. We don't know. And I don't think that they're spending a lot of time worrying about trying to predict that. It's going to happen in the time frame it should happen. He's going to get the best care that he can get. They want to take all that off of his plate and just go from there. And I know that it's a week-to-week thing. Will he play? Will he not play? If you're asking one person, which is me, (laughs) (laughs) I would be surprised if if the Dolphins got to the Super Bowl if Tua took another snap this year. I I I would really be surprised by that. What happens in the future? 
I'm going to leave that up to the medics. I'm going to leave that up to the professionals and to and his family. They'll have some decisions to make, obviously, and we'll just go from there. And I'm going to support them in any way possible as a, a person involved in covering the league, mm. mainly as a, a, a person who used to play and as a fellow competitor, just be okay, man. That's all we care about. Just be okay. And everything else will fall into place. Right. Well, and I love your perspective on that because so many folks are sort of jumping already to like, what should the Dolphins do with his contract? And what should the future of their position be? And I think right now, focusing... They, they understand that. That's right. all real. Like, all right. that is real. Like the idea that it, it doesn't exist would be... I'm not sure disingenuous is the right word. I just think that there is a reality aspect that comes mm. to it. There, there is the human side, which is all I'm focusing on, but there is the professional side. He can't play. So is Teddy Bridgewater up Terry, Teddy brings his finger in our game. Mm. So now he might not be able to play. So is that Skylar Thompson? Okay. Who are we going <laughs> to sign to play? We're getting ready last week for Philadelphia and the giants and the giants started their third string quarterback because they couldn't change position in terms mm. of the playoffs. And that was Davis Webb. And discovered we discovered the Dolphins tried to sign Davis Webb that week right. off of their practice squad, and he chose to stay in New York because he knew he would start in that ball game. And so they had to sign Mike Glennon. And so all this is real. You go into yeah. the playoffs without your number one quarterback, likely without your number two quarterback, um, your number three quarterback who's had one start prior to this past Sunday, so two for the season mm-hmm. now. This is what you're dealing with. So there's a reality contracts. If he doesn't play, if Tua doesn't come back, all that's real. And that's for Stephen Ross is in, mm. in, in his ownership group. That's for Chris Greer as a general manager. And obviously Mike McDaniel is the head coach. They'll have to work all that through, but that's all on the back burner. No one's talking about it on the front side. Front side is, is Tua okay? How is he doing? How's his recovery? And that's all that really matters. For sure. Clearly, that that is what matters ultimately. And, you know, before we do move on to obviously the repercussions and what that means for this upcoming week against the Bills, I do want to know, you know, what was your view of Tua the quarterback on the field this season? You know, in your view, did he do enough and take that sort of leap as a quarterback to where you're saying, all right, you know, this guy's trajectory is back where we saw it when he was first drafted? Yeah, I think it was. I don't think there's any question about it. And I think it goes back to that famous piece of tape now where Mike McDaniel is flying in as the new head coach of the Dolphins to yeah. have his press conference. And he's on the phone, <laughs> FaceTiming Tua from, from the plane. Right. Remember that. And then we learned later that they put together, I believe, like a 700-play mm-hmm. highlight tape form to remember this is the guy that got drafted. This was the tank for Tua guy. Yeah. This was the best player in college football. Um, you're that guy. And Mike McDaniel let him know right out of the gate, you're my quarterback. I am going to be with you. And that's something he needed. He had not had that in the last couple of seasons. So put it all together. And then he started to play and he played really well. Jalen Waddle increased his output in terms of yards per catch. He had less catches, but way more production. Tyreek Hill, obviously, <laughs> is going to be an all pro wide receiver, you know, they ended up running the ball, making the move for Jeff Wilson. Raheem Mostert is there. They added Teron Armstead at left tackle. They solidified their offensive line better than it had been in recent years. The defense continued to get better. They made the move in midseason for Bradley Chubb to go with Jalen Phillips. Of course, they lost Emmanuel Agba, which was too mm. bad during that time frame. But that's why you make those kind of moves. Xavier Howard is still a ball hawk, even though he's played on some, some tough pins this year. All that put together, remember the defense was pretty good and they kept the whole staff in place. Josh Boyer is the coordinator. Right. 
offense had to be the ones to jump up. I thought Tua did that. I thought he made an amazing leap. I know when he got hurt, he was leading the league in quarterback rating. Yep. Okay, so yep. sometimes numbers can lie, but sometimes numbers can define what a season was, and I thought the numbers defined that for Tua and the Dolphins. Mm. He made incredible progress, and it went from – Everyone's screaming, boys, the Chargers nailed it getting Justin Herbert. Why didn't he take Justin Herbert to, man, it's going to be fun to watch Tua and Justin Herbert go at it. Yeah. That's yeah. where it is now. Let's hope he can be well enough to continue to play in the future. And maybe there'll be some more of those duels that we'll get to see. God, we can only hope to get a decade of the guys from the same draft class going against each other in that way. Back-to-back picks. Man, when I'm you include Joe that, Burrow in that mix, too. Dolphins chose first. Yep. Took Tua. Chargers took Herbert. You like to think that if it had been reversed, you know, if it took Herbert, <laughs> the Chargers would have taken Tua. Right. Kind of like Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. And now you can't find anyone out there that would, <laughs> would say, oh, I was going to take Ryan Leaf. Although I will tell you, it's probably 60% of the people would have taken Ryan Leaf if they had Nick. But at that, but now that we've seen how it's played out, oh, right. of course I was taking Tua. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. But the, the Colts chose correctly, nailed it. They'll be forever linked that way. These two hopefully will be linked in the future playing against each other. Absolutely. And now, you know, we look at this franchise in the Dolphins that's in this sort of weird space as they head into the postseason and now head to Buffalo for, you know, their first playoff game in a few years. Man, when you you think about the Dolphins quarterbacks I've gotten to watch in my lifetime, it's now Chad Pennington, Matt Moore, and potentially Skylar Thompson. So as we look well, at this... Well, you, 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 just, you just took Ryan Tannehill and kicked him to the curb? Well, Ryan Tannehill didn't play in the playoffs. <laughs> he didn't play. He was hurt. It's the same deal. We've got... we've got. He led us there, no different than Tua. Um, but but now, that those are the quarterbacks you saw. And as you look at, at what is now, I believe, the Dolphins at the latest were 13-point were underdog to Buffalo... You know, how severely are the Dolphins' chances of winning impacted by this Tua injury? And and do they even stand a chance in this football game, considering they played Buffalo so tight during the regular season with Tua? Both times. Split split the series. People... I think people have forgotten that they actually split yeah. the, the season series because the first game happened, I believe, week two mm-hmm. of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it was 2008 degrees down there and, and everybody <laughs> hanging in there and the whole deal. Tua got hurt in that ball game um, and, and gave us the where we all learned it was it ataxia. We all learned that term afterwards. Right. So, so we saw a lot of things happening. We saw a lot of things going on. But at the same time, when you go when you look at these two teams, Tua's impact can't be understated. Right. Okay. They played better when he was on the field. They went to Buffalo in in, in weather there. Everybody said, "Oh God, Dolphins mm. dealing with that," and lost a three point game. So it's a big deal. If Bridgewater's there, it's a much better thought process. A rookie seventh round pick at quarterback. Well, we've seen this happen for the 49ers with Brock Purdy. Right. It was a rookie seventh rounder and Mr. Irrelevant. Dang, but Brock Purdy played a lot better yeah. than, than, than what we've seen from Skylar Thompson. I'm not here to kill Skylar Thompson, but Purdy, the pieces around him, how they run offense. And one thing you have to, to take into account, and Mike McDaniel understands it well because he was part of that process when he was out in San Francisco. Their offense is so quarterback friendly that C.J. Beathard had good moments there. Nick Mullins had good moments there. You can plug in, it feels like almost any quarterback. Now, some are going to take it better than others. Mm. Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl there. He was playing well when he came back this year. We don't know about Lance yet, but my guess is that when he gets healthy, he'll find a way to play well in that offense. And Purdy now, of course, is having a year for the ages. 
Thompson in this ball game, stay within yourself, play the best of your ability. Duh. That's what you're looking <laughs> for. But can you get plays from Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, that you throw it 10, they catch it at 11, and they turn it into 20 or more? Can they do those sorts of plays? And I'm still for the life of me not understanding why Mike Kosicki is not a bigger part of this offense. Three straight years, 50-plus year. catches, I don't understand because you're doubling Hill and Waddle a lot on the perimeter. How Gasicki's not getting more balls, I don't understand. And, and, and I hope this offseason I can understand it better and learn because I must be missing something. Yeah. Mostert's thumb injury is, is a problem for them. Jeff Wilson hasn't been the same since I think the Cleveland game. He hasn't come close to that production. Um, that Armstead, we got to find if he's going to play at left right. tackle. So, so a lot of things going into it. They have a chance because it is the playoffs. It happens. Right. But Buffalo right now, everything pointing in their direction. So to me, big plays on offense where, where they create extras, more yardage than, than what you get, keep the, keep the ball. And on defense, can Jalen Phillips, can Bradley Chubb, can Christian Wilkins affect Josh Allen and create some takeaways? Xavier and Howard on the back end, can they take the ball away, limit possessions for Buffalo? If they do that, they've got a chance to be in the ball game. But Buffalo's high, wide, and handsome on offense. Mm. It's going to be hard to keep up with them. It probably will be. And, you know, more likely than not, this Dolphins season potentially comes to an end uh, this upcoming Sunday. And the Dolphins are the biggest underdog in the NFL this weekend. But the other two Florida teams are actually the only two home underdogs. You got the Jags and the Bucks. At the latest, I saw both of them around two and a half point underdogs. Which of those two teams, the Jaguars or the Buccaneers, do you believe is more likely to pull off the quote-unquote upset at home? I, I'm looking at Tampa. Mm. Um, I think that I'm not quite sure where Vita Vey is for Tampa's defense if he's playing. Because if he is, well, that eats up a lot in the run game. And that's where Tampa's been gashed mm-hmm. a lot this year. Defensive front, run game, not able to slow people down. But Vea... You know how we talk about one gap or two gap or defensive lineman? I say Bay is a three gap. <laughs> okay. He's he just eats up so much space and so many people. So if they have him and they can get to and they can slow down the Cowboys run game with Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, the big tackles, and Tyler Smith out of Tulsa and Tyron Smith, who was a stalwart all pro left tackle. They moved back to right tackle. He came back from injury because Tyler Smith was playing right. so well. And, of course, Zach Martin's the all-world offensive guard. If they can get that running game going, Tampa's going to have some troubles. But they can slow them down, and then Todd Bowles, who kept running his own defense, can now put in one of those 15 exotic new blitzes that he puts in for each Mm. and every week. Then Tampa's in business because offensively, they're not going to run it. No, they're going to throw it 60 times. (laughs) I'm not worried about playoff Lenny running the ball. Right. Can he catch out of backfield, create plays? Godwin, good, uh, Godwin um, Evans, the Scooter, Scotty <laughs> Miller, those guys will make plays for, for Brady downfield, okay? Otten, the tight end who's come yep. along. I think that they have a heck of a chance of winning that game at home. I really do. Um, I like that more than I do the Chargers coming to Jacksonville. Jacksonville can win it, don't get me wrong. I get it. Right. Those two young quarterbacks with Herbert and Lawrence, hair flowing and big throws downfield is going to be fun to watch them both. But I think the Chargers are a little bit better than the Jags. 
Yeah, that, that Chargers-Jaguars game is going to almost feel like just watching an elevated version of college football where it's going to be wild just watching those two quarterbacks play. But I think uh, taking Tom Brady at home in a playoff game, probably the wise decision. Um, it's not an original thought. <laughs> that. But, but for me, it's not Brady as much as it is if Tampa's defense holds right. up. If they, if they get Dallas into some second and third and longs and keep them there all game long, Here's a stat for you, and I'm sure you already know it. Last seven ball games, Dak Prescott's thrown at least one interception in the last seven. Mm-hmm. If they can keep that going and maybe get a couple, yep. you steal possessions, you take the ball away, you create more for you, you're at home. And by the way, if you want to have some fun, look up teams that won their division, qualified for the playoffs with a 500 or below record, and yeah, I think you'll be surprised at how many of those teams won their first playoff game. I think you maybe just influence some people's minds and who they'll be picking this weekend. All right. Now we're really doing rapid fire here. I just want one word answers or like two, one sentence answers here because I have to let you go. Um, What do you believe will be the biggest surprise victory of the weekend? Minnesota holding serve against the giants. The giants are the trendy pick right now. They are. That's, that's, that's a good one. Uh, The worst quarterback play you saw this season. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Miami and New England wasn't pretty. <laughs> All right, great. Oh, uh, let me let me go back. Let me go back. Zach Wilson Jets. There you go. Zach Wilson just overall, full season. It, it was rough for him. We had we had the Jets six times. We saw a lot of him, and I hate I I don't want to feel like I'm piling on. No. It wasn't only one game that I think it was halfway decent. Best individual performance you saw at any position in a game you broadcasted? Ooh, ever or just this year? Th- this year. Although, if gosh, if you want to say ever, I'm happy to hear what that answer would be too. Boy, let me let me get in my head. Individual? Yeah. How about Cam Hayward's season opener against Cincinnati this year where he absolutely mm. rubble? <laughs> wow. Where do you believe Aaron Rodgers should play next season? Green Bay. One guy this season that you watched... That you just looked at him, he might not win any awards, but you just said, dang, that guy had a special year. Aiden Hutchinson, Detroit. He was spectacular. He was In so many ways. Not just rushing the passer. Did it all. A player who you believe will break out next season. It's funny. I thought it would be this year. Cam Akers running back Rams. Wow. Yeah. Well, and and you know what? Still on that upward trajectory after a huge dip midseason, it looks like he's kind of rounded back into form. They have a lot that they have to put around him. Sure. His potential is off the charts. I thought it would be this year, but we'll see. We move to college for one second. Josh Heupel and your Tennessee volunteers win a national championship in blank seasons. Well, you know, every year I think they're going to win Nash Championship. There you go. So one season. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to say within 3 seasons I'm going to go hey. with Josh having a chance to win it. What he's what he and his staff have done have been remarkable at my school. Certainly fun to watch that offense. It was fun watching him with uh with hey, Gabe Davis on the Bills and Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma down at UCF. Uh last question before I let you go here and a reminder everyone you can watch Charles on NFL on CBS and tune in this weekend to watch the Dolphins take on the Bills on Sunday at 1 p.m. Got to do this here. I need your Super Bowl prediction, matchup, score and winner Charles Davis who you got. Oh boy. Um Kansas City from the AFC, finding a way. 
Okay. And that's going to be a, I mean, that AFC between Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati is going to be fun. Um, and coming out of the NFC, San Francisco, we're going to mm. have a rematch game this time in Glendale. And this time San Francisco wins it 28-24. And the Brock Purdy legend begins in that moment as they About that. as they take down Pat Mahomes. I love the prediction. I'm a big uh, big member of the Brock Purdy hive over here. Charles Davis, hopefully at some point in the future we could chat a bit about your career and everything else. But this was an absolute joy. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with me today on Miami Mic'd Up. But thanks for having me. It was a blast. I look forward to talking with you down the road. And we'll find something more interesting to talk about than me, that's for sure. (laughs) All right. That, That sounds great. Thanks, Charles. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Mic'd Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.